0: seven thirty six solons five coppers your honor hmm a slender week's work it seems yes with all apologies kappa barsavi the rain well sometimes it's murder on those of us doing second story work hmm barsavi set the goblet down and folded his right hand inside his left caressing the reddened knuckles You've brought me more, of course, many times, better weeks. Uh, yes. There are some that don't, you know. They try to bring me the exact same amount week after week after week until I finally lose patience and correct them. Do you know what that sort of garista must have, Locke? Uh, a very boring life? Ha! ''Yes, exactly. How very stable of them to have the exact same income every single week, so they might give me the exact same percentage as a cut, as though I were an infant who would not notice. And then there are garistas such as yourself. I know you bring me the honest percentage because you're not afraid to walk in here and apologize for having less than last week.'' I, uh, do hope I'm not considered shy about sharing when the balance tilts the other way. Not at all. Barsavi smiled and settled back in his chair. Ominous splashing and muffling banging was coming from beneath the floor in the vicinity of the hatch that Julian had vanished down. You are, if anything, the most reliably correct Garista in my service, like Varari clockwork. You deliver my cut yourself, promptly and without a summons, for four years, week in and week out, unfailing since chains died. Never once did you suggest that anything took precedence over your personal appearance before me with that bag in your hand. Kappa Barsavi pointed at the small leather bag Locke held in his left hand and gestured to Nazka. Her formal role in the Barsavi organization was to act as finnicker, or record-keeper. She could rattle off the running total of the payments made by any gang in the city, itemized week by week and year by year without error. Locke knew she updated records on parchment for her father's private use, but so far as the kappa's subjects in general knew, every coin of his fabled treasure was catalogued solely behind her cold and lovely eyes. Locke tossed the leather purse to her, and she plucked it out of the air. Never, said Kappa Barsavi, did you think to send a peasant to do a garista's job? Well, uh, you're most kind, Your Honor, but you made that very easy today, since only garistas are allowed past the door. Don't dissemble. You know of what I speak. Nazca, love, Locke and I must now be alone. Nazca gave her father a deep nod, then gave a much quicker, shallower one to lock. She turned and walked back toward the doors to the entrance hall, iron heels echoing on the wood. I have many garistas, Barsavi said when she was gone, tougher than yourself, many more popular, many more charming, many with larger and more profitable gangs, but I have very few who are constantly at pains to be so courteous, so careful." Locke said nothing. My young man, while I take offense at many things, rest assured that courtesy is not one of them. Come, stand easy. I am not fitting you for a noose. Sorry, copper. It's just, you've been known to begin expressing your displeasure in a very, uh, roundabout fashion? Chains told me enough about scholars of the Therin Collegium, said Locke, to understand that their primary habit of speech is the, uh, booby trap. Ha ah, yes. When anyone tells you habits die hard, Locke, they're lying. It seems they never die at all. Barsavi chuckled and sipped from his wine before continuing. These are alarming times, Locke. This damn Grey King has finally begun to get under my skin. The loss of Tesso is particularly. Well, I had plans for him. Now I am forced to begin bringing other plans forward sooner than intended. Tell me, Pezon, what do you think of Andres and Pachero? Uh. Ha! Huh. Well, my honest opinion, Your Honor? Full and honest, Pezon, by my command. Ah, they're very respected, very good at their jobs. Nobody jokes about them behind their backs. Jean says they really know how to handle themselves in a fight. The Sanzas are nervous about playing fair card games with them, which is saying something. This I could hear from two dozen spies any time I wanted to. This I know. What is your personal opinion of my son's? Locke swallowed and looked Kappa Barsavi straight in the eyes. Well, they are worthy of respect. They are good at their jobs, and they must know their business in a fight. They're fairly hard workers, and they're bright enough. But, Your Honour, begging your pardon, they tease Nazca when they should be heeding her warnings and taking her advice— She has the patience and the subtlety that—that—elude them? You knew what I was going to say, didn't you? I said you were a careful and considerate carista, Locke. Those are your distinguishing characteristics, though they imply many other qualities. Since the time of your prodigious early cock-ups, you have been the very picture of a careful thief, firmly in control of his own greed.' You would be very sensitive to any opposing lack of caution in others. My sons have lived all their lives in a city that fears them because of their last name. They expect deference in an aristocratic fashion. They are incautious, a bit brazen. I need to make arrangements to ensure that they receive good counsel in the months and years to come. I can't live forever, even after I deal with a grey king." The jovial certainty that filled Kappa Barsavi's voice when he said this made the hair on the back of Locke's neck stand up. The Kappa was sitting in a fortress he hadn't left in more than two months, drinking wine in air still rank with the blood of eight members of one of his most powerful and loyal gangs. Was Locke speaking to a man with a far-ranging and subtle scheme? Or had Barsavi finally cracked like window glass in a fire? I should very much like, said the cuppa, to have you in a position to give An Jason Pacero the counsel they'll require. Ah, your honor, that's extremely flattering, but I get along well enough with An Jason Pacero, but I'm not exactly what you'd call a close friend. We play some cards every now and then, but let's be honest, I'm not a very important carista. As I said— Even with the Grey King at work in my city, I have many who are tougher than you, more daring than you, more popular. I don't say this to strike a blow, because I've already discussed your own qualities. And it is those qualities they sorely need, not toughness, daring, or charm, but cold and steady caution, prudence. You are my most prudent, Garista.' "'You only think of yourself as the least important because you make the least noise. "'Tell me now. "'What do you think of Nazca?' "'Nazca?' Locke was suddenly even warier than before. "'She's brilliant, Your Honour. "'She can recite conversations we had ten years ago and get every word right, "'especially if it embarrasses me. "'You think I'm prudent? "'Compared to her, I'm as reckless as a bear in an alchemist's lab.' Yes, said the kappa, yes. She should be the next kappa Barsavi when I'm gone, but that won't happen. It's nothing to do with her being a woman, you know. Her older brothers would simply never stand to have their little sister lording it over them. And I should prefer not to have my children murdering one another for scraps of the legacy I intend to leave them, so I cannot push them aside in her favor." What I can do, and what I must do, is ensure that when the time comes, they will have a voice of sobriety in such a place that they cannot get rid of it. You and Nazca are old friends, yes? I remember the first time you met, so many years ago, when she used to sit on my knee and pretend to order my men around. In all the years since, you have always stopped to see her, "'always given her kind words, always been her good peasant?' "'Ah, I certainly hope so, Your Honor.' "'I know you have.' "'Barsavi took a deep draught from his wine-goblet, "'then set it back down firmly, a magnanimous smile on his round, wrinkled face. "'And so I give you my permission to court my daughter. "'Let's start wobbling, shall we?' said Locke's knees, but this offer was met by a counter-proposal from his better judgment to simply freeze up and do nothing, like a man treading water who sees a tall black fin coming straight at him. Oh, he finally said, I don't—I didn't expect— Of course not, said Barsavi, but in this our purposes are complementary. I know you and Nazca have feelings for one another. A union between the two of you would bring you into the Barsavi family. You would become Andrzej Sanpachero's responsibility, and they yours. Don't you see? A brother by bonding would be much harder for them to ignore than even their most powerful garista. Barsavi set his left fist inside his right and smiled broadly once again, like a red-faced god dispensing benevolence from a celestial throne. Locke took a deep breath. There was nothing else for it. The situation required absolute acquiescence, as surely as if the Kappa were holding a crossbow to his temple. Men died for refusing Barsavi far less. To refuse the Kappa's own daughter would be a particularly messy sort of suicide. If Locke balked at the Kappa's plan, he wouldn't live out the night. I'm—I'm honored, Kappa Barsavi, so deeply honored— I hope not to disappoint you. Disappoint me? Certainly not. Now, I know that several of my other Garistas have had their eyes on Nazca for some time, but if one of them were going to catch her eye, he'd have done it by now, eh? What a surprise when they hear the news. They'll never see this coming. And for a wedding present, thought Locke the angry jealousy of an unknown number of jilted suitors. How then—how and when should I begin, Your Honor? Well, said Barsavi, why don't I give you a few days to think it over? I'll speak to her in the interim. Of course, for the time being, she's not to leave the floating grave. Once the Grey King is dealt with— Well, I would expect you to begin courting her in a more colourful and public fashion. You're telling me, Locke said very carefully, I should start stealing more, then. Consider it my challenge to you to go hand in hand with my blessing. Barsavi smirked. Let's see if you can stay prudent while becoming more productive. I suspect you can. And I know that you wouldn't want to disappoint me or my daughter. Certainly not, Your Honor. I'll. I'll do my very best. Kappa Barsavi beckoned Locke forward and held his left hand out. Fingers outstretched, palm down. Locke knelt before Barsavi's chair, took that hand with both of his own, and kissed the Kappa's ring. That familiar black pearl with the blood-red heart. Kappa Borsovi, he said with his eyes to the ground. The Kappa pulled him up again by the shoulders. I give you my blessing, Lok Lamora, the blessing of an old man who worries for his children. I set you above many dangerous people by doing this for you. Surely it has occurred to you that my sons will inherit a dangerous office." And if they're not careful enough or hard enough for the task, well, stranger things have happened. Some day this city could be ruled by Kappa Lamora. Have you ever dreamed of this? Truthfully, whispered Locke, I've never desired a Kappa's power because I would never want a Kappa's problems. Well, there's that prudence again. The Kappa smiled and gestured toward the far doors, giving Locke permission to withdraw. A Kappa's problems are very real, but you've helped me put one of them to rest. Locke walked back toward the entrance hall, thoughts racing. The Kappa sat on his chair behind him, staring at nothing, saying no more. The only sounds after that were Locke's own footsteps and the steady drip of blood from the gore-soaked bag around Federico's head.